Hey everyone, before you start this episode, I just wanted to tell you that this is not going to be our normal true crime episode. With the holidays and everything happening in our lives, Lady Love and I did not have a chance to record a true crime case for this week. So instead of leaving you with nothing and taking the week off, we decided to edit and air our Lady Love Drunken Disorderly on both the Patreon feed and the regular feed. This episode is most definitely drunk and disorderly. I really hope you enjoy it. Might not. But in any case, we will see you next week with our regularly scheduled true crime episodes. But before I go, I just wanted to say thank you to Dave Scafetta, as usual, for making our theme music for this series. If you celebrate Easter or whatever you're doing for this week, please have a happy holiday. If not, just be happy. And we will see you next week with a crime-a-thon. But for now, enjoy Lady Love Drunken Disorderly. Goodbye. The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Lady Love. Lady Love. So this one's going to be unconventional. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that has been the theme of the night so far. So, you know, why not keep it going? Yeah. I mean, whatever. So this time we decided we're not going to do any research. And (laughs) me and Layla have like these weekly, every other day kind of events where we just sit down at my kitchen table and we drink and then we just talk. (laughs) So you guys are going to have to listen to it. (laughs) If you want to, you know, it's not torture for anybody, but you know, we're just sharing how we feel. You know, it's been a long week and it's only Tuesday. I mean, fuck. It has been the longest week, late love. I woke up this morning and I was like, should I call in? And I was like, oh, I did just go back to work on Sunday. It hasn't even been that long. (laughs) Maybe I should just go back to work. Oh my God. They love, yeah, it has been a hard week. I mean, you you know, I only work three days of the week, and today is Tuesday, and I've worked two-thirds of my week, <laughs> and it's been hot. <laughs> it's been very hot, you know? Well, you just, you did just make a big transition. I did. But before we discuss this, mm. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kat. And this is Wine, Wicked Crimes, and Cat Moms, oh my... Effortless, you know, before there was like a synchronization with the claps and the woos and the wines. Exactly, and, exactly. And now we're here. I mean, do we have to cover wines? Is it like an official, unofficial episode type of deal? Or no. what are we doing? I feel like we started out this episode pretty kind of buzzing halfway there to drunk. Oh, okay. So that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. So this week I'm drinking a True, truly blueberry and acai, acai, a something. We honestly couldn't, uh, we couldn't decide if it was acai or acai. Yeah. So, you know, you guys can let us know how you feel about it. I personally, I'm a fucking beer drinker. So Lady Love is on her, but like platinum. Ooh, 
week. <laughs> Layla, you know how I feel about this beer. It lately has been the only beer that has not made me feel like shit in the morning. So, you know what? The extra money? Fuck it. I'll fucking pay it. Fucking Bud Light Platinum Gorgeous Blue Bottle fucking ha of light. <laughs> like beers <laughs> for for my existence i don't know that's it's where i'm at right now guys i don't know don't judge me i mean if it makes you feel better mm-hmm. i think it's worth the extra money i think so too i mean to not feel like shit like i do in the mornings anytime i drink beer now and i just wake up feeling like shit like love it just reminds me of how old i am yeah but it's like that thing it's like when you're younger, you can drink anything. Like, I remember when I was a kid and I worked at Lenovo's. Mm. These motherfuckers used to bring in Burnett's vodka. Now, I don't know if you've what ever What is heard. that? Trash. That's what it is. <laughs> 99.99% of your garbage. Your <laughs> garbage. It's like a $5 vodka, and it's literally awful. Like, worst hangover ever in the morning. Really? Yeah, terrible. Oh, God. And leave love. Let me tell you. I remember the first time I drank that and I got a headache in the morning. I was like, never go on that cheap again. Like, sometimes you just got to be bougie. <laughs> like, there are limits when it comes to alcohol. Absolutely. If you care about your stomach, if you care about your insides, you're going to go for the Bud Light Platinum. <laughs> <laughs> because that's exactly why I don't go for the Bud Light Light or the Bud Light Lime, which I used to love once upon a time ago. Now it's just fucking murder. Like, <laughs> acidic murder on my stomach. It just happens, they love. Like, you oh. gotta change. Like, my whole life, vodka crayon. I am a vodka crayon I girl. Know. But now, <laughs> vodka water. I got a, a deep oh, eddy lemon in water. water. When I really wanted to lose weight, I, I, did, the, I did the vodka water with lime mm-hmm. so to kind of make it taste like a sprite but not really but kind of sort of and i wanted to get drunk and i was sad because i couldn't drink beer type of thing <laughs> so you know i give it to you lay love i give it to you that's a that's the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. deep any lemon and water lay love i try that it. is your shit that is that's my shit because <laughs> it tastes just like lemon water it's like it's fine. I really, you know what? To be honest with you, I don't think I've had a deep, what is it, deep eddy lemons with water? Yeah. I don't think I've had it. What? Yeah, I really don't think so now that you say it. Like love. Next time we go to the bar, this is happening. Oh, it's going to be soon, It's going to change love. your life. Oh, my God. No, I can't do it. Like, part of me, because I don't know why I like beer. I, you know what? I think it's because the first, one of the first times I got really drunk. Mm-hmm. It was just not a. It was. It was a good experience. It was no. a good look. It was just not good. Ending. <laughs> that was one of those. Got hammered. Threw up on the floor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, love. Yeah, we've all been there. Let's see. I don't know how many times I've been there. There's a lot that yeah. I can't remember. It wasn't. You know It turned me off. Yeah. It, it turned me off. Not to the drinking, obviously, very clearly. But it just turned me off to, like, the liquor because it just, like, you know, I just felt like I couldn't gauge it. It just wasn't good for me. The beer, I can gauge all day. See, for me, it's it's the total opposite. Like, I feel like I feel like I can sit there and I can drink liquor and I can keep drinking liquor. And, like, Dev puts it as, like, there's a switch where I'm, like, sober. I'm sober for hours hammering drinks. And then all of a sudden there's, like, a switch. And then I'm drunk. (laughs) But, like, 
for liquor, I can drink a drink after a drink after a drink. But for some reason, when it comes to like seltzers and ciders and beers mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I have two beers and I'm like fucking hammered off my really? ass. Yeah, and I don't know why. Like it That's makes zero sense. Lady love, it's it's stupid. I dislike I mean, it. <laughs> You saw what happened that day when we had those fucking Jack and Rums or whatever the fuck they were. We weren't from even Walmart. supposed to be drunk that day. It was no, it was an accident. A casual afternoon of drinking, and then all of a sudden there's purple on the fucking on the fucking couch. <laughs> purple on your ear is like reminding us, like, oh guys, isn't a hair dye supposed to settle in for only forty five minutes? Ha ha ha! <laughs> it's been two hours. What? What do you mean it's been two hours? Yeah, it's been two hours. Oh, okay. I'll only go and wash my hair off my scalp. I know. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's our difference, though. Like, you're good on beer. I'm good on liquor. I can drink liquor. Yeah, for sure, Lulu. But you know what, though? You make some strong drinks, I know, I do. You make some strong drinks. Like, (laughs) I remember when you made me a few vodka crayons. Well, that it's was that. been like the drunkest I've been in my life off any vodka crayons in my existence. Well, Lila, I think that was the day me and you became best friends. Absolutely. That was like the day. Absolutely. Moving the gym. Yes. We shared a couple of Piece of shit, Jim. Yeah, piece Sorry. of shit, Jim. Sorry. Don't go and think this is some immaculate type of gym, guys. No, it was not. It was the, definitely let not. Let us not fool you. <laughs> it was some piece of shit, Jim, that... You know, we were involved in moving. And we were, like, celebrating moving. Yes. So I was the bartender yes. of the night, which I confused everyone by making them tap the bottle. You were the only one that understood what was happening. I was like, bring that bottle over here and fucking smack. Yeah. You heard it. Tap the bottle. Is nobody else... What are you holding it out for? Sir, tap the bottle. For what? Tap the bottle. For I don't understand. Tap the bottle. Do you want to have a good time? Do you want to have a good time? Exactly. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know and of the Caucasian Lay persuasion. Love, we're not even going to. No, 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 no. Stop, stop. No. If anybody is listening to this podcast and we have to explain tapping the bottle, <laughs> we should not. They, you should not be listening to this podcast, sir or ma'am. You can Urban Dictionary it. I'm sure it's up there. Thank you. They love it. Yeah, exactly. Hang loose on these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. You don't know what tapping the bottle means. Don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know? And if you don't know what it means, yes, Urban Dictionary it, please. Because Lady Love and I grew up in the hood. You know what tapping the bottle means. Don't, 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 don't disrespect us like that. But anyways, yes, out of like 25 people, I was the only other person that knew what tapping the bottle meant. But you know what? It was a fantastic time. It was. We shared a cup of bacon. Oh, my God. Not only bacon, but maple drizzle, you know, like fucking. It was like a half a pound of bacon. Oh, my God. And then we also shared a bacon blue burger. Oh, yeah. It had an egg. It was just amazing. (laughs) Oh, God. It was amazing. It absolutely was amazing. What were we talking about besides love and food? Well, we started off with the beer, and yes. then we went to how we became best friends. Yes. So, Lady Love has been having a twine couple weeks. She just got moved <laughs> to the ICU. Yes. And not just moved. It has been a voluntary decision. I have been a floor nurse for... Two years now? Probably, yeah. I would I would round it up. We're rounding, people. I love to round. We're rounding it up to two years. 
I was a floor nurse, and for three of the five years that I have been at the hospital, I used to work as basically an aide, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I love floor nursing. I love interacting with people. I really do. There's nobody that loves wiping ass more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody that knows me knows that that's true, but recently I have decided to further advance my career and uh, move on and become a critical care nurse. So now I have been transitioning for what is officially my third week into a new role, which has been fucking insane. (laughs) Because Lady Love's both first death of her career and second and third has all been in like the same week. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, let me tell you. Not for nothing, but my patients weren't the ones that were dying on the floor. I never had to deal with something like that until I got to the critical care part. And now all of a sudden shit's in the fan all the time, which I do absolutely love. But like, fuck, dude. Yeah, it is intense. But so we came up with recording this episode because we were just sitting here drinking and talking and then i'm like well why not just fucking record it we'll just have a lady love vent session podcast absolutely so we're just gonna talk about nothing for (laughs) an allotted amount of time undetermined amount of time yep and what what gray subjects like lately the supernatural has been a topic of conversation for me love my mom is gonna save your house is she yeah (laughs) so i went to go visit my mama yesterday which my mom Hey mom. I told her hey, about mama. my <laughs> I told her about our podcast yesterday, which she made me explain what the podcast was, and then I explained what a podcast Your was. Your mom is literally friends with us on Instagram on Absolutely. the podcast page. <laughs> like, Am I, I surprised by that? Her. Absolutely not, Lady Love. Surprised? No. Did I have to explain it to her three different times? Absolutely. Mom, I love you. You're I love amazing. you too, Mom. <laughs> but you always <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> Anyways, so um, remember when I bought my quote unquote death tapestry, which people were semi turned on about, semi unturned on about? Yes. When I showed it to my mom, my mom, she actually got it. Yeah. Like she was like, I see the seven chakras in it. And I was like, I was really? surprised your mother knew what a chakra was. Exactly. What I, mean. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, mom, you know what the chakras are? She's like, absolutely, I see them in your in your fucking like in your tapestry. I'm like, mom, you see my fucking chakras? Mm-hmm. Like, alright, Um I don't know, like it Oh, I lost my train of thought. Your mom was coming to Sage's apartment. She was uh she fucking astonished me with the chakras and then at the same time. She bought this kit where it included a sage, like a little sage burner. Uh-huh. It included a, I can't remember what it's called, if it's a paleo. It included the sage, it included a wood-burning thing, it included a crystal, and it included two ro- rose quartz. Is your mom about to do, like, a rain dance in the, in the apartment and, like, this dispel all the demons? This actually really cute, Lady Love. Like, this little stone. Like did this she get it from stone? Five Below? She did. I was just saying, because I seen one the other day. <laughs> she loved it. And I, I kind of want one in my apartment, like, for decorative, beautiful purposes. Don't get me wrong. She had this little sage kit. I told her to just do whatever we did with my apartment and just fucking sage it with guys. Which, guys... If at all you are interested in saging your apartment, Lady Love did recently sage my apartment, and what we did is sage it from side to side. 
Say a little prayer, you know, get the people that you want away from you away. Open the windows. And open the windows so it can go away from you. I had to tell my mom that. I told her to just sage everything and then like hold on for like a a couple minutes and then just open the windows so everything can fly out. So guys, say a prayer, open the windows, let them fucking bad energy, juju, mojo, dojo fucking thingies fly away. And if you're using crystals, make sure you charge them and you clean them so you yes. can clean them in the rain. You yes. can clean them under the moon. Yes. And you can sleep with them under your pillow to charge them. Yes, which is what I told my mom. Mm-hmm. So she bought the little thing that had, that had the sage kit and then she bought the one. It had a little wood burning thing to yeah. like purify and then it had the stone. And the stone was supposed to be so you can put it under your bed. It would help you sleep better. Mm-hmm. You know, all that shit. So... You know, I don't know how we got on this, Lou Love. Well, we were talking about your death tapestry and stuff, and I mentioned that we might talk about some supernatural situations. Oh my god, yeah. So my mom you have is just fucking demons in your apartment. Yeah, yeah. So you know, in conjunction with me having demons in my apartment, my mom is just you know, saging and experiment experimenting with the world. I guess. I want to see your mom sage the apartment. I feel like it'd be hilarious. I was I was really surprised to see her have it. And I'm going to take her to Spencer's because she... One thing that my mom loved when I was younger, she loved incense. Incense? Oh, she loved them. She loved them. And she would just love to have, like, more of them burning in the apartment. Or in her house, probably. Mama, burn three incense at a time. I told her! I told her! <laughs> but why? I was like, I don't know, but why? Ancient, but ancient secret! You know, it's one thing that mom wants and now I want. Mm-hmm. My mom has been really into like, which mom, I love you because I want to do it too. Uh, a lot of like relaxation and like therapy, like almost like meditation type of thing. But my, yeah. like, I remember when I talked to Joby about it. Love you, Joby. Joby was like, start counting. Yeah. And it'll help you meditate. Well, Joby's like super zen. Like he is like. Exactly to my soul. Love you, Joby. I love you, (laughs) Joby. Exactly to my soul. Like, so me and my mom can't really see that counting thing as working for us, though. No, you're a little high-strung for accounting. I count to a uh, fucking 2,000, and I'm just like, what am I still fucking counting for? I don't really understand. So, you know, like, my mom has been into like a lot of calming music, Mm -hmm. a lot of just like relaxed things. And the one thing that she wants to do and she is that she wants to get a Tiberian gong. Oh, she wants to do the fucking... Yeah! Oh my god, mama, what are you doing? And I told her about the three incense. So I told her about that part so far. Okay, so we're there. We love, just so you know, making you proud. Okay, so in case anyone doesn't know... (laughs) My, I am a mixed breed of many things. Yes. And the one half of my family is Asian, like straight from Laos, Buddhist as fuck. And my aunt told me that you have to burn incense in like threes, fives, and sevens because... Threes, fives, and sevens. Let me tell my mom. Yeah. Because it's like if you... My phone's ringing, but I don't know. Yeah, it's not mine. I was like... It's definitely mine. It's probably Dev, whatever. So, um, but you have to burn it in like threes, fives, and sevens because if you burn one single incense, it's like inviting bad spirits into the house or something like that. That's what it is? Yeah, so like you have to burn it in threes in order to keep it from... 
Like, remind me to tell mom tomorrow, like, all this stuff. Because she told me, she's like, why am I burning through? I was like, I don't know, mom, but you have to burn more than one. Yeah. It's like odd numbers. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah, because, like, threes are for good luck or something. Okay. But either way, it's like some ancient Asian secret. I don't know. But that's the thing. Believe it, guys. I I fucking swear she's right. (laughs) It's something. I do it. I just go with it. I got, like, fucking Buddhist tapestries tied up in my car. Yes, love. Keep me safe. And I have to say, every accident I've been in, I have not gotten hurt. Really? And last year, I got into like three different accidents. You remember? Yeah, you did. So, I'm going with it. That's what fucking creeps me out about it, though. Some things are just true. You gotta let the universe decide what it wants to decide. Whatever. I don't know. I feel like we get that, but like... Well, it's just because we're a bunch of little new age hippies, and it's totally different. Listen... Don't be calling us some new age hippies like we're these cancel culture people. <laughs> no, we're not cancel culture. We are definitely not Gen X, whatever the fuck they are. What are they now? Gen Z? Gen godless. Gen <laughs> fucking soulless is what they are. <laughs> I don't get it, lady love. It's fucking terrible. I don't know. It's like me personally, I'm very much a person that I just you know, kind of let things go. I go with the flow. And I feel like Gen Z is very concerned with everything in life. Yes. Like, everything's very offensive. And I don't have that much energy to be offended by everything. You know, I thought it was a joke when they, um, when I seen, like, the whole Facebook thing. Where it's, like, I think it was Jay-Z. Oh, no, it was Eminem. It was Eminem being banned for a song that he was in 10 years ago. Yeah, the Rihanna song that was yes, super yes, yes, popular yes. when it came out. Yes, it, it was fucking crushing every chart, Lady Love. It was fucking crushing it. It was great. Everybody loved it. And I remember listening to it and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe Eminem is on a Rihanna song. And I remember thinking, I swear to God, I remember thinking, this is the most mild I have heard Eminem be. In my say, entire existence. Of all the songs that they could have picked of his, that one was way less violent than all the rest of ones. He talked about killing his mother, like murdering That's her. That's what people talk about. And I'm, I'm just amazed. But he made a song about murdering Kim. Yeah, he made a song wife. about murdering his mom, murdering Kim. Yes. And murdering his mother. Yeah. And wife it was and like, mother. Wiped out. But you're offended by what? By him saying something about tying someone to the bed and laying the house on fire if they leave him. But, babe, he literally. Tying up to the bed every day. I know. <laughs> Not fucking good fuck. What are we doing out here, really? I don't know. There, so a lot of people get very offended lately, and. I honestly feel like it's really bad for your skin. I think you should not get so stressed out about everything. They love what? It's not good. Stress is bad for the skin. You get crow's feet. You get wrinkles. You start advocating to not be cranky for your skin. Yeah. Uh, Listen, your mental health reflects in your physical being. So if you are stressed out all the time, Mm. it's going to show in your skin. I feel that, Lisa. I'm 29, and I guarantee you people look at me and they're like, Oh, you look like 24, 25. Guess why? Because I'm not stressed about dumb shit like what someone said in a song. I don't care. To be honest with you, Lady Love, one of the things that annoys me mm-hmm. is when people are like, are you even old enough to do the, the job that you do? What? <laughs> I had a patient ask me before if I was like older than 12 years old. And I was like, you're a fucking pervert. Why would you not think that I'm older than 12 years old if I'm here to take care of you? You're disgusting. Okay, sweet. Yeah. But 
Speaking of your dad, <laughs> now that you're on the IC, Lake mm-hmm. Love, how is dealing with death for you now that you've had to witness it multiple times? I think I honestly got laid love. I think I dissociate it a lot because, um, like I told you, earlier this week I had a patient pass away. And um, I understood professionally that no matter what I did, no matter how hard I tried, no matter what was done, this person would still ultimately not be with us. Yeah. And... I, I just don't know, like, thinking about it and talking to somebody else about it, talking about everything that happened to them, it really did, like, it it, it messed with, not that it messed with me, but, like, I comprehended that, like, it was still a person that even though I was, I was doing my job and I, did, and I did everything I needed to do and it's not like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done anything different. Mm-hmm. If I didn't understand, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I still tried my hardest and yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. Transitioning into the ICU has been very different. It has been a lot of just accepting things that you have no control of because as you know, I did have someone pass away unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time I had someone kind of pass away expectedly, but even then when you still expect it, you just, I don't know, you see it happen and you spring into action because you know that you have to, I, I, I seen what was going on. I seen there was nothing that I could do, but I still tried. I still tried. See, our automatic reaction, I think, as humans is to try to, like, save another person. Mm. Even when, like, inevitably we all do have to die. Yes. And it's, like, in some situations where a person can be brought back, like, yeah, you know, let's save this person. Mm -hmm. But you said this person that you had coded five times. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like after five times of trying to bring a person back from death, like, ultimately, do you really think that even if they did wake up, they would still be, like, functional? hmm I mean, it's hard to say because maybe, maybe not. Maybe the person is resilient. You know, I personally don't think that I could work as a pediatric nurse. I don't think so either. It's not in my heart. Can I see grown adults try to fight and pass away? Yes, I can do that. Can I see children do that? Absolutely not. <laughs> but they say that uh, kids are some of the most resilient people that you'll ever meet. Well, because it's a new soul. Like, kids aren't supposed to die at such a young age. And they're going to fucking fight for what, what they can. Yeah, because they haven't even lived life yet. Right. Absolutely. Oh, God, they love. I lost my train of thought again. Put me back on track. Okay. Another question. Do you think the demon in your apartment might have something to do with people dying in your hospital? Like, do you think anything attaches to you and just you bring it home? No. No? Mm-mm. When I started at the hospital, there was a period of time where a lot of my patients died. Mm-hmm. Even, like, to the point where I was like, why are my patients dying? But, like, after time, I just kind of understood that, like, no matter what would have been done... The outcome maybe would have still been the same. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you think it was just their time and there's no reason for them to attach to you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There have been times where I've met patients and they call me their good luck nurse. You're my fucking good luck nurse. And I'm like, listen, dude, I've been somebody's good luck nurse before. That doesn't mean I can't be a good luck nurse for you. Yeah. I feel like that's different. But like I told you before, when somebody tells me that they think they're going to die. You believe it? Absolutely. Why shouldn't I believe when you think you're going to die? When you feel so bad that you you honestly tell me, I think, I don't know why, but I, I don't want to be here. This isn't mm-hmm. where I should be. I don't I don't want to do this. This is this is what I, what I want to do. I know I'm gonna die. I feel like I'm dying. I'm dying. Don't say that. But I am. I feel like I'm dying. People know. I was gonna say. I feel like you should like. Layla, there's no way that people don't know. I think you have to because all I mean, everybody's energy, right? Mm-hmm. And all scientists, whatever, they all say that energy never dies. It's just transferred, right? Yeah. So I would think that us as humans, our souls, whatever, is just transferred into another, into the next, you know, phase of life. Yeah. Because everything has phases. Like, there's cycles for everything. Everything yes. has to grow. Everything has to die. So I think if a person legitimately knows they're going to die and they've, like, accepted it and that they're okay with it, mm-hmm. I think they're ready to go into their next transition. Absolutely. So if they say they're going to die, they're probably okay. right. Yeah. It's always been my experience. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I want to say that it's almost different for me because I'm in the field, but it's almost not. If it were to happen to me, Lady Love, I don't know that I could ever pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. I think that for me personally, it would be really hard. To die? And not to die personally, mm-hmm. but um, in the situation that I am in the ICU, mm-hmm. needing to watch over watch over other people mm-hmm. would i let them die if something ever happened to my sister would i let them let go of my sister yeah if something ever happened to my brothers would i let her would i ever let that like you know progress and move forward i'm a competent person mm-hmm. you know i understand i understand things from a medical perspective would i ever let that happen as a person if it was happening to me i don't know if i could i guess i mean I think part of why people want to stay attached to this earth is because they don't know what comes next. Right. But, like, ultimately, we all do have to die. So isn't it really ultimately kind of selfish to keep someone that's, like, their physical being is not prepared to continue on living in this world? Like, is it selfish to, like, force them to stay? Like, their Mm -hmm. spirit to stay here when they couldn't possibly live an actual life in their human body anymore? They couldn't live a life in their human body anymore. But even if they couldn't do that, they were still here physically for you. Yeah. How much wouldn't that mean to you if the opposite meant that you would never be able to see them again? Yeah, but is it really fair? I'm saying, like, my point of it is, is it fair to want to keep them here for you when they can't actually live? You know what I mean? And my point is, I'm sorry, I'm chewing. <laughs> you fucking up them cheese it's like love <laughs> because they feel light and also they're extra toasted anyway uh-huh. the thing is my love is like that's my thing though mm-hmm. I get that you know that you that they won't be able to live mm-hmm. but even though they won't be able to live if it meant 
still you having them, wouldn't you take them? That's my thing. Personally, I don't think that I would. No? No. Would you let them go over suffering time? But I know that you would, though. Yeah. Like, for me, personally, I feel like life is for the living, like you always say. Absolutely. So, I think people leave when they need to. So, if you are ready to transition into your next phase of life, Mm -hmm. and the only thing keeping that person here, where it's literally like your physical being cannot function anymore, would be me. I wouldn't want to do that to you because it's not fair. Like, you don't know what happens in the next phase of life. No one does. Yeah. But it's also not fair to keep that person's spirit stuck in their human physical body that can't function anymore. It's not like they can go out and go to the bar. They can't go to the restaurant. They can't even get up to take a shit because they're not alive. Like, they're technically, their heart's beating or whatever, they're living, but they're not alive. That's true, lady love, but would you would you rather accept the fact that they can't do all those things over having them be with you? Yeah, I mean, if Some people do that with their dogs, people do it with their dogs all the time. They Ooh. do it with their cats. They do yeah. it with anything. You know, if that if your dog is dying of cancer and they like, they're like, this dog is gonna suffer if you let it live any longer. A lot of people are like, okay, we'll just put him down because you don't want the dog to suffer. Aren't. A lot of people think that they're better off with the person just being there. I get it, but it, I feel like that's kind of a selfish end to take, in my opinion. Like, if you're better off being not of this world anymore, mm-hmm. then go ahead mm-hmm. and spread your wings. Because that's the one thing about life is everybody has to die. So no matter what, whether it's now or later, like, it's in, it's going to happen. It's of inevitable. Of course. Say, love, you know I agree with you with that 100%. There are people that don't grasp that concept. I get it. I do. I get why. But it's just, it's sad. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, my sister, A, my twin, Mm -hmm. love her to death. Mm -hmm. Would never, ever, ever want to see anything happen to her. But if she was like a vegetable or something, I personally feel like she wouldn't want to live like that. Like, I know my sister... And she's very much a person that's, like, full of life. Yes. So if she couldn't actually live her life, I don't think she would enjoy being hooked up to a ventilator. Would you go off of that? Would you go making that decision off of what you feel off of her or what she tells you? I would go based on what she would tell me. Like, if my sister told me that she didn't want to live if she was on, you know, a ventilator, Mm -hmm. I would say, okay, this is what she wanted. Period. Like, ultimately, that's their decision. That's your life. Yeah, absolutely. I had that conversation with and I'm like, you're getting old. You need to make me your healthcare practice. What are your wishes? And he's like, oh, God, okay. If somebody's got to wipe my ass, like, let me die. I'm like, bitch, I'll wipe your ass. Like, what the fuck? Okay, great. It's one of those things where you just like, what do they want? Yeah. No, I personally, I feel like if I couldn't live anymore, like, if I couldn't function as a human, like, you know me, Lady Love, I'm a very doer kind of person. You're social, Lila. If I couldn't... The fucking sun was shining this morning. I'm like, are we going to fucking White Lake or what? Yeah. Shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, I am a doer. I like to do things. So Mm -hmm. if I couldn't do that, let me die. Like, let me go. Because then at the end of the day, like, it's selfish to let me lay there in a bed, a hospital bed, Mm -hmm. breathing on a a ventilator. Like, what's the point? I can't even watch fucking Law and Order. (laughs) 
I'm so dissociated at that part they love that it's just insane to me. I'm so dissociated because I like, I've had a patient who's been on a ventilator in the past. And I've had a patient who's been on a ventilator and told me not to touch her arm because she had a lumpectomy. And she's absolutely right. You shouldn't touch that arm because she has lumpectomy. Yeah. But she should be fucking sedated because there's a tube in her mouth. What the fuck is going on? Like. That's crazy. You know, they love. I, I, yeah. That's insane. I love my job. <laughs> I love the interest that comes with it. I think I picked the perfect job for myself. I only work a certain amount of days of the week and mm-hmm. I just do what I do when I come home. But like, there's a lot of emotional stuff that comes with it. I was going to say, I feel like the, mm-hmm. the cool thing about your job is that you're forced to like face death and accept it. Because like mm-hmm. as people, we don't have to. Like I'm fucking fixing furniture all day. I'm definitely not thinking about <laughs> Cody dying, you know, in a car accident because he fucking tripped in the middle of the street on a skateboard like i'm not thinking about that stuff but you're like forced to face it like that is your day like fucking little cody came in ran over by the bus right that's your day yeah let's try (laughs) like that's that's cool like that's a cool part of it because you get to like deal with death but you also get to accept it at the same time i do i see it from a different perspective like i get it but like at the same time, it's like it's still it's still something that's not easy to deal with. Mm-hmm. But I guess you it's made me grow. Mm-hmm. It's made me accept things differently. I just I don't know. I feel about life differently. I'm I don't know. I'm open to to things like I know that at any given moment, either like it's been in the ICU and it's been a, or on a regular floor. Mm-hmm. Nothing is guaranteed. I've had patients that have been 20 years old. I've had patients that's been a fucking 100 years old. Yeah. Like, nothing is just fucking guaranteed. So just have fun. Yeah. Live life. Enjoy yourself. You fucking like your things, do them. Don't be a fucking asshole to other people. Like. Yeah. Like, live your life. Absolutely. Man. Oh, I found it. <laughs> I found it. Jesus. <laughs> oh hey love damn i was just wondering like for me personally like death is always a big thing for me because honestly i'm not scared of dying mm-hmm. i think for me i'm scared of getting old like i have yeah. this unrealistic fear of getting old which i know it's inevitable like i have to get old but i don't want to like i look at 90 year old people and i'm like this couldn't be me but you have that. to think about it we love by the time that you are 90 Dude, you are fucking 90. I know. Dude, you're 90. Like, if you made it that far, like, fuck, man. Like, at least I made it to 90. Like, (laughs) I'd be surprised if I made it to 90, to be honest. Because I, is it crazy that I think that is going to keep me young? Because I have never felt so fucking young until when I'm with him. Yesterday, I was with somebody that was orienting me and we were singing uh, the Supremes stop in the name of love mm-hmm. and she's like dude i don't know if you know this but you're way older than you think you are and i'm like absolutely yeah i am an old soul i was gonna say we were drunk singing and dancing to the Bee Gees the one day I love on a record player exactly <laughs> exactly what i'm saying like what? no i totally i feel i think you're as young as you feel like i, I tell people i'm 29 all the time and they're like no you're not yes and i'm like are you even old enough to be a nurse oh <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you. 
<laughs> you think I'm old enough to gr- to be a granddaughter? Thank you, sir. Like, you know. Uh, hey, I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> okay, next question, Lilo. Mm. Ready. So, what are your beliefs? Did I answer the first question? I think you did. I feel like we kind of I'm sorry. Covered it. I don't like, think I answered whole... it like appropriately. But like sure. Out of all the talking that we did, we established that for you, like death is kind of like you've accepted it and you've kind of grown to I'm dissociated with uh, yeah. like as far as like when it comes to work, I feel like I have dissociated death because yeah. I don't ever want to think of death and think of people that I love. I don't ever want to think of death and think of you. Mm-hmm. Think of my mother. Think of my f- siblings. Like, I, I I, never want to associate it with that. But I know in terms of, like, the job that I work, it's very realistic that I'll have to encounter it frequently. Yeah. Do I try to understand it? Yes. Do I try to, like, help other people with it? Yes. But, like, I guess for myself, I never want it. You know, when Matt passed away. It was, yeah, that was sucky. Late love. It was just fucking. It was probably over six months before I can even say his name without crying. So, you know, it personally, death has not been something that has been easy for me. But like, as far as it comes in in a professional standpoint, I I can be there. I, I can be a solid person. But like. For myself, dude, it fucking sucks. I no, mean, it and, and who sucks. wouldn't who wouldn't say it fucking sucks for themselves? Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> no, it definitely sucks. It most definitely sucks. But everything happens for a reason, lead love. Like Absolutely. No matter Agreed. what it is. Like our friend Matt, he passed away he was forty? Forty years old. Forty or forty one. Yeah. Never older than that. Love you, Matt. Uh, we love you. Uh, I still have a man wallet. Fucker. People, like, believe it or not, the my favorite thing that people ask me about at work is my T-Rex. Yeah? Is my T-Rex. All the time. Like, I remember I was pulling meds, and, like, a nurse behind me was like, is that a T-Rex skull on your wrist? And I was like, absolutely, dude. <laughs> it really is. Let me tell you about my friend. And every time uh, anyone asks me about my bottle opener... Tattoo or my T-Rex tattoo. It's always an opportunity to talk about Matt. I know. I wish I could have went and got those tattoos too, but, you know, the person doing them, it was not appropriate. It was the way that it was, and life is the way that it is. Yeah, but our friend Matt, he passed away really suddenly, like the night of his baby shower. Yeah. And I found out, and then I called Lady Love to inform her of such death. Guys. It was an intense morning. Can you imagine the burden on Layla? Like, she had to call me. You, if anyone knows me, unless you're bleeding or dying, don't call me. And even if you're bleeding or dying, I still might not answer. (laughs) So people tried to call me that morning. It was just. It was a weird morning, but the only person that I called back was Laid Love. Mm -hmm. That was it. And so I informed her of his passing. And, like, that was an intense moment. And then I had to tell her shitty boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Because he was also very close with our friend. Yeah. And it was just, like, intense because it was so sudden. And, like, he's such a healthy person. Yeah. But we found out after his autopsy that, like, he had some crazy, like, 
issue with some nerve in his brain and that he could have had a seizure at any moment and passed. And he was having his first child at this time. So in my head, I kind of, I guess, worked out that Matt had to die when he did because if his baby were to be in the car with him driving and he just so happened to have a seizure at that moment, you know, she could have passed away. Like, and she's mm-hmm. the cutest little baby nugget oh I've God, ever seen. You know, adorable. I am always stalking Sarah's page yeah. for no yeah. reason. I've met her like <laughs> once. She's got like the bluest eyes. She's got like the blondest hair, like the brownish ish hair. Like she's, you could tell she's going to be like her dad. Yeah. You could see it in her pictures. You could see it like in everything that Sarah posted. You could see like she's going to be just like her freaking dad. And everybody's going to know. Mm-hmm. That's her. Like, that's that's his kid, you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man. But I definitely think that death happens and it comes for a reason. And it, mm-hmm. when it comes, it needs to come. Like, no matter what we do as people, we try mm-hmm. to prevent things. But if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. Absolutely. I think lately I've been less afraid of it because it's just like, how can you be scared of something that you don't know is going to happen? Mm-hmm. What are you fucking scared of if you don't know what's going to happen? Exactly. Like, I'm no, I've seen people that get in situations where they most definitely should have died, and then mm-hmm. they don't. And mm-hmm. then I've seen people that shouldn't die in any situation, and then and they do. fuckers are kicking. Yeah. They're fucking talking to you, you're like, Jesus Christ, shouldn't you be dead by now? <laughs> yeah, they're fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's just... Yeah. It's one of those things. But how do you feel about, like, the supernatural love? Like, do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely. Do you believe in the multiverse? Like, what do you believe in? So, oh, God. A lot of people, like, pick on me because they see my alien tattoo. Yeah. Dude. I definitely believe in aliens. There's no fucking way we're the only things in the universe. Absolutely. Like, love, absolutely. There is no way you're going to sit here and tell me that we're fucking sitting out here and that there's no one with us. I know a lot of people tease me for my tattoo. It's a fucking spooky, like, green face alien. Dude, we're not the only ones out here. Talk to me, Lady Love. There is no way there's not aliens. Like, there. Exactly. Do you know how many dimensions there are? There's literally a dimension that we can see that's looking back at us, but we can't quite see it because our technology is not great enough yet. Like, I've heard theories where, like, aliens coming is not, it's not them, like, speeding away into space. It's them jumping through dimensions, and that's why they can get away so fast. Because they they work on different vibrations than we do. Because we're all vibrations and energy. Like, that's what we are. That's what cubs are, too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all a vibration of itself. I believe in aliens, they love. I I feel like if you don't believe in aliens, there's some problems. Don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. Guys, if you don't believe in aliens, don't listen to us. Like, we're fucking, I don't know. We're a little kooky, I guess. Whatever. That's our believe. baseline. Yeah. Don't fucking listen to us and you're just going to be like, these bitches are insane. Listen. Yes. There's definitely aliens out there. Mm-hmm. We're definitely not the only ones. In terms of, like, trans-multi-universes, I believe in it. I do. I feel like, I honestly, I don't think I believe in ghosts. I do not believe in... You don't believe in ghosts? No, I don't think... I don't believe in ghosts. So, with my thing is that, like, there has been multiple instances in my lifetime, which I do speak to my mom about. I am not as close as my mother as I would like to be. Mm -hmm. Mom, I love you. I want to be as close to you as possible, and I want to have you forever. There are certain... There have been certain things 
growing up mm-hmm. that I have felt that my mother has felt that has been like shaping to our universe. Like mm-hmm. even though I, I I don't believe in ghosts, the day that my sister's father passed away, my mom felt very bothered. No, I understand feeling things. Like, I've heard of... No, it was bothered to the point that she was yelling at us. Yeah. No, I get that. Like, I've I've heard of situations where, like, parents can literally feel it when their kids die. Like, they just feel this utter sadness come over them. And they can yeah. feel it. Like, I, I definitely believe in, like, feeling, what, feeling it when a person that you're very close to passes. But they weren't close, they love. No? No. <laughs> oh. No. They okay. were not close. My mother and my sister's father were as far from close as you could. Well, then maybe she was just PMSing for that day. I don't know. Shit happens. I believe in everything that my mother feels. Yeah? I don't know. When my mom calls me and tells me that she's feeling something, I am usually feeling the same sentiment. Mm -hmm. When something is bothering my mother, when she feels a shadow, I feel a shadow in my apartment. I mean, some people are connected that way, though. Like, you guys are... It's fucking freaky, lady love. It's very, very, very freaky. Everybody has those freaky things. I mean, I've told you how I have dreams and then they come true. I don't even want to get into that. I mean, it happens. People might not believe it. You can think I'm bullshitting, but I swear. It um, absolutely happens. It happens. Like, I've had dreams where something that I feel like is happening and then it happens. Like, yes, it does. It happens. But I personally feel like when people see spirits and blah, 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 I think it's more like a multiverse action because I think... Really? Oh, yeah. I feel like there's people or there's there's multiple universes functioning at one time. And, like, I feel like some there's sometimes there's instances where our universe crosses with theirs and where they're, like, on the same vibration or that same wavelength at the same time. And then you're just so... Ha- you just so happen be able to like see each other in that moment because like it's always at different times too, like different time periods where they see like people in different clothing and different whatever like there's no reason for fucking great aunt cheryl to be you know still living among us from the 1800s like there's no unfinished business she could possibly have from the 1800s other than not finishing her fucking knitting project you know like there's nothing that that being could have had to keep them here for that long, like the 1800s till now. That's interesting, Layla. It's hundreds of years. I don't feel like anyone would want to stay attached to this earth for that long. I feel like when it comes to spirits and stuff like that, I believe in it 100%. Living alone in my apartment, I don't feel it. But when I talk to my mom and we have similar issues. I don't know. I felt some weird things in your apartment. I do feel it. My apartment is grandiose to me, Layla. And I don't know why, but it is. I love your apartment. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying I've felt stuff. Like, yeah. there's definitely been moments where I've felt, like, just a chill pass over me. Like, I, I told mom about it. I did. It's weird because, you know, when my mom feels stuff, I, I would like to feel that, like, I feel stuff too because she's my mom. And I do validate things that she feels. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in my own apartment... I don't know. I definitely feel like there's something up there. I know. We, I told we had a the, fucking wine that. bottle fall yeah. for no reason. I told her about the recording. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not really bothered by it. Like, it, it's not something that's like, bothers me to the point that it's like, a, like an issue. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that like, 
Ellen and I are like transdimensional. Does that make sense? Transdimensional. Transdimensional lovers. Okay, so you you feel like you've met him in another life, and that you guys just keep meeting again. Yeah, that could make sense. I mean, is a person I fall in love with over and over again. I feel like when it comes in terms of like feeling unsafe, I mm-hmm. probably have expressed that to him the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys did just meet on a whim. Like if it hadn't been for me accidentally, well, for me just they trying love. to get you some buns on EDC weekend. Some buns on EDC weekend <laughs> to like love of a lifetime. Yeah. Like type of shit. Totally wasn't my intention, but um, bitch, you heard what I said about that ring, right? You can't marry Lady Love until you get a ring I approve of. So it's a stone, and I want it to be an oval. (laughs) (laughs) And it better be big and round, because I did tell you about what Courtney said, so you know. Mm -hmm. And Lady Love loves black, so we can go with an onyx. Yes, which makes it cheaper for you, so I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't, I, I mean, I don't fucking, I don't fucking care, like... I know you don't, but I do. I, I hooked this up, so I have to approve of the ring before you guys can get married. I don't care. <laughs> oh, my God, I know. What were we talking about? We are talking about the supernatural and what you feel about things. Okay. Do you believe in, like, Bigfoot and shit like that? Like, cryptozoology? One thing that I love to do, which I'm sure you notice, is, like, summertime stars. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love looking up into the stars. I love, like, being in the quietness. That's that's about it. You don't have any feelings on, like, creatures that could possibly be here, but not really? Like, Loch Ness? Loch Ness Monster, Loch Ness Monster when I was younger, was, like, a thing for me. Yeah? That bitch was out there. I never believed in Loch Nessie. Loch Nessie was out there. They love... You got a Loch Nessie ladle. Well... The Loch Nessie ladle is cuter than the actual Loch Nessie monster. <laughs> but, like, whatever. Like, it was sure. It was cute. I don't know. It I... was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What else do you want from it, Lady Love? I don't know. I was just wondering, do you believe in it? Like, some people avidly believe in Bigfoot. I don't, really. I I can't say that I do because... I feel like the people that avidly b- believe in Bigfoot are the people that are, like, avidly out there going for it. hmm Oh, there was a fucking 200-mile big footprint, and I want to try and see who did it. Yeah. Those are the people that believe in Bigfoot. Yeah. Not me. I'm not that person. No. So, you know, I'm just kind of, like, hanging out in the background type of deal. Nah, I don't really know. So you don't believe in the Mothman or any weird shit like the that? Mothman? What the fuck is You've the never Mothman? heard of that? What the fuck is the Mothman? Oh my god, we love I heard of Loch Ness Monster. I heard of... What else is a fucking... I'm so there's Loch... Yeah, there's Loch Ness. There's fairies. Mm-hmm. There's gnomes. There's Bigfoot. Gnomes. I, okay, Bigfoot. I feel like I've heard of all those. What the fuck are you talking about, though? The Mothman? The Mothman. Okay, so the Mothman is like a mythologic, well, a cryptozoology, mythological demon creature, whatever. Okay, sure. That, like, terrorizes this town. And they say that it has, like, red eyes and that if you cross this specific bridge, like, the Mothman will come get you. I mean, 
You remember that show I was have I was watching uh, the BuzzFeed Unsolved one, like yeah, the supernatural yeah, one. Yeah. They kind of like explore that and they explore like the Mothman area. They obviously never come upon anything. How about um like the Annabelle doll and shit? Like, yeah, do you believe yeah, in yeah. that? Absolutely. You you think the Annabelle doll is real? I used to have an Annabelle doll. I used to have like they used to say that it was a, like a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. And they used to keep it in a box and then just fucking she would be a bad bitch. Yeah. You I really, believe in that? What? I don't think I... No. You don't believe in that? No. I feel like I would definitely take a trip to, like, the Warren's Museum of Bullshit. I don't think I believe in that. Warren's Museum of Bullshit? <laughs> yeah. Do you want bad juju to be attached to you? Honestly, like, love, I feel like I might already have bad juju attached to me because I have nightmares all the time. I I barely dream. See, I feel like maybe the demon that's in your apartment is attached to me. And because I, I get nightmares, I have nightmares like excessively. It's ridiculous because I like to like whenever I dream, I do wake up and I try to so I try to remember. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh no, I have excessive dreams. I have nightmares. Like I dream things that come true. Or it's really freaky. I've dreamt things that come true with my mom, mm-hmm. but only in like a certain sense. Which oh, no. is the only reason why I trust that. They love. I had a dream that my ex moved his ex back in to the apartment like two days after I left and it happened like it was a real life thing and like I could feel it in my nuggets and it was real life oh no 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 I feel like if would ever do that to me oh no he would die do you think I would let him live (laughs) do you think I would (laughs) I love you I adore you but as a human do you think I would let you survive Oh, no. I was going to say, I would kick the shit out of him. Doing that to me? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. That just put me in a in a different mood. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. No, but he already knows that anyway. Like, the second you guys got together, like, officially, I was like, just, you know, I will beat the living shit out of you. He's so cute, but, like, he has no idea. But he's doesn't. so cute, but he has no idea. He I has no you. idea. We have no idea. <laughs> I love you. You still have no idea. <laughs> but no. I can't believe you never heard of the Mothman. I never heard of it, Layla. Never. Ever, 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 oh, ever, ever, ever. Deb's home from Taco Tuesday. I know. I, it's only 8 o'clock. I'm kind of surprised that he's back home. Me too. Man. Well, the car's off. I was trying to see if I can hear something, but that was quick. I feel like he sounded annoyed when he left, though. When he, like, someone called him and he was like, I just got out of the shower. Ah! Oh, do you think he just, like, had a good time? I don't know. Oh, it's weird. I mean, it is just a Taco Tuesday. Whatever. But. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Oh, he's coming up to the stairs. Okay. It's okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, he made. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, we decided to just record our random drunk conversation for a podcast. You didn't know us. I know, but yeah, manly love. I'm kind of surprised. I figured you'd be like all up in the fucking cryptozoology knowledge. Not really. I'm not fucking busy with all your shit, love. Okay. What cryptozoology mean? So cryptozoology is like 
animals that we believe exist or creatures that we believe exist, but we don't have proof that they exist. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, it's like a whole section. Like, you can legitimately get a degree in, like, cryptozoology. So it's, like, creatures that we think might be a thing, like Loch Ness. But we don't have proof that they are. No, like that type of person. <laughs> well, like fucking uh, giant squids or whatever. They were like part of the cryptozoology creatures for a long time until they like legitimately proved that a They're giant a thing, squid. Though. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They weren't always proven to be a thing until they found one. Babe, when did they find giant squids? He knows all um, that. Um, I believe in the eighties. Yeah. So. In the 80s or whatever, they discovered that, like, giant squids actually exist and that sperm whales are what fight giant squids. Yo, sperm whales. Fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Sperm whales are cool. They dive down to, like, super, super crazy high pressures. And, like, all the scars on sperm whale. Mm-hmm. And the squids attack them. Because they eat them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Dev's random fish fun facts. We're like watching this random aquarium show. I don't know, whatever. Something about fish. And it's like we're sitting there and then Dev is like, oh, I know what fish that is. That's a ba-doop-a-doop-a-doop-da. And I was like, a what? And he's like, it's a ba-doop-a-doop-a-doop-a-da. I don't remember what he said. And I was like, a what fish? The, we're, we're talking about the fish that was shaded colors? Yeah, that was. Like an octopus? Yeah. Cuttlefish. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> He's like, I know yeah, random facts about fish for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we're gonna go. This is our <laughs> random no reason podcast. Good night, and thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs>